Welcome to another in our series of coronavirus COVID-19 episodes of Scientific American Science Talk, posted on March 16th, 2020. I'm Steve Mursky. At this point in the ongoing COVID-19 situation, most of us have been asked to practice social distancing. That is, stay the hell away from each other. And it's stressful. So I called Judy Moskowitz in Chicago. She's a professor of medical social sciences at Northwestern University. She studies the psychological and physical effects of employing techniques to increase positive emotions, especially when you're under stress. We have been told to try to uh, practice social distancing, but social distancing can be very challenging. So you have some insights into how to weather that particular aspect of the storm. Yeah, that's right. So it's interesting because humans have evolved to come together and to support each other in times of societal crisis. So the social distancing is actually the exact opposite of what we are inclined to do when we're feeling stressed. So, you know, it's it's really normal that we're feeling stressed about the, you know, global pandemic. Uh, but in addition, this having to, to distance ourselves from other humans is um, an additional stressor. Yeah. And so it really helps to just acknowledge the fact that it's stressful. That's right. Yeah. So that's sort of the, the, the first piece here is, is acknowledge that it's stressful, know that um, feelings of sadness or anxiety or fear or even depression are totally normal. Um, and, uh, you know, don't, don't beat yourself up for feeling bad. Um, the, you know, there's no doubt this is stressful. And so what, what are some of the, uh, very practical steps we can take to alleviate as much of that stress as possible and to, try to normalize our existences during this period. <laughs> right. So the first thing is to um, try to foster a sense of connection, even if you can't be physically in the same space with someone. So if you can FaceTime with someone or, you know, use some other type of web conferencing um, to actually see someone face to face that can be really helpful. I mean, just talk to someone on the telephone, just hearing someone's voice versus, you know, just interacting with them over text message can make a difference um, and, and really helps us feel more connected than chatting uh, uh, over text message or, or DM. Um, so I think the first thing is really, you know, you, and you can be creative about reaching out with people, you know, have a have a virtual book club, you know, with all with your with your book club group, or you know, share a dinner where you're eating the same thing, um, but uh, share it virtually. There, are, you know, there are lots of ways to sort of keep that that sense of social connection alive. Right. I mean, with our technology, we really can uh, have sort of a virtual dinner party, even where you'd be sitting around with a, a bunch of, uh, smartphones, but looking at each other, sort of. That's right. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you, you have actual data. I mean, this is not just 
feel-good kind of notions. You have you've been studying this kind of for for lack of a a, a better term, you know, the positive thinking and and positive affect. I think is the technical term. Yeah, that's right. So we we have uh, you know our research program is this um, set of eight skills um, that we've put together that can help people have more positive emotion in their daily life. And having more positive emotion can help you cope with whatever stress you're coping with. So we've studied it in a number of different groups experiencing different types of stress, like um, an HIV diagnosis, um, caregiving for uh, a loved one with dementia, people with depression, people with other types of, of illness. And what we've seen is that practicing these skills can help people cope better with whatever the stressor is. So they absolutely apply to the stress of this social isolation that uh, we are all likely to experience. But you you have actual viral load numbers for for in some of the research that you've done. We do, yeah. So you know, not only do these skills have have we shown that these skills impact psychological well being, we have some evidence um, in people living with HIV that engaging in these these habits or using these tools actually have an impact on viral load. So people who learn these skills are more likely to have suppressed viral load, um, you know, among people living with HIV. That's, that's really pretty amazing when you think about just the, the effect of your, your psychological outlook and your behavioral practice, how it can have that kind of a physical effect. That's right. You know, the mind body connection is real. And, you know, if you're able to maintain your well-being, you will be healthier and, um, you know, in addition to happier. Yeah. In addition to happier, you're certainly going to mm-hmm. have a better time through through this whole thing. I mean, I'll read the um, the eight uh, particular skills that you, mm-hmm. you talk about um, once we get off the phone so that our listeners can hear them. But one of them I want to talk about just a little bit is just breathing. And how so many of us do shallow, tense breathing all day. That's right. So the the breathing or the mindful breathing that we teach is part of our um, session on mindfulness, where, you know, it's not the full eight-week mindfulness-based stress reduction. It's a sort of a mini version of that where we have people focus on um, awareness so creating more awareness, uh, and the way that we do that is through mindful breathing exercises, um, and also non-judgment. So whatever is coming up when you're focusing on your breath, you know, you don't, you don't judge yourself for doing that or, or um, um, really get down on yourself for, you know, not doing it right. So we really provide these um, mindful breathing recordings that help people sort of focus on their breath. Um, and, and, you know, if their mind wanders to <laughs> what, uh, whatever the mind wanders to what's coming up next, the state of the world, or, you know, what's just happened or what might be what they need to plan for next, then you just bring your mind back to your breath and focus on that. And it, it can be tremendously helpful, especially when there's 
really very little control over what's going on to sort of focus on your breath and, and be in the moment can be really helpful. And you, one of the other things you, you talk about in this list is do some small act of kindness. And it really, it makes the, the recipient feel good and it makes you feel good. Yeah. So acts of kindness, again, you know, they, they certainly help the other person or can help the other person, but they can also help you feel better as well. And I, I think this comes from, you know, if you're feeling particularly stressed out, it, it may not feel like you have anything to give, like you have any anything useful to add. Um, but by engaging in these small acts of kindness, you see that you actually do have something to give and, and can be helpful to someone else. And it's actually um, uh, a definite mood booster. One of the other things on the list is recognizing a positive event or savoring that positive event. And, um, I know, you know, we have a lot of birds in my neighborhood in the Bronx and just seeing a, a bird that's right outside my window is it, it lifts me up a little bit in that moment. And I mean, taking advantage of these little natural things that happen every day, really, that you can kind of grab onto and hold on for, for that feeling of positivity as uh is just so important. Yeah, so you know, going back to to humans and how how we are as humans, we've evolved to pay attention to the negative things. Um because that's what we need to respond to. That's adaptive and you know, when something happens in our environment that has the potential to hurt us, you know, psychologically or physically, it's really adaptive for us to pay attention to that. The problem is we can get uh, sort of stuck in that uh, vigilance <laughs> to negative events um, and don't see the good things that are going on. And we've seen from our previous research that even people experiencing some of the most extreme life stress are able to notice positive events and experience positive emotion as a result. So the skill we teach people is just taking a moment to notice something good that's happening. So yeah, like the bird outside your window or, you know, I'm in Chicago and the sun's out today, which is, it's been kind of rare in the past month or so. It's been very cloudy. So just to see the sun and to notice for a minute, wow, the sun's out and it looks like spring is coming can make a really big difference and gives you um, just a, a mini break from that vigilance on the negative stuff and can be really helpful. So it's not just noticing things that happen to be going on that are good. Um, it can also be creating positive things. So if, you know, you can, you can take a break from whatever you're doing in your day and, you know, go read a novel for 10 minutes, um, which is actually something I just did. Um, I took a break and just read a, a piece of fiction for 10 minutes and it makes a, a big difference. It just gives you a break from the, pretty constant um, negative stuff that's going on. Um, and again, when there's not much you can do, uh, when, when the stress is out of your control, this, this gives you an opportunity to take back some, um, some sense of control and that you can create these positive moments or um, engage in these, these things that will make you feel good, even for just a few moments. But again, just that few moments of positive emotion can help you then re-engage and cope better with whatever you're having to cope with. <laughs> 
Here are those eight things you can do that Judy Moskowitz and colleagues found can increase your positivity, lower your stress, and could even help your physical health. One, recognize a positive event each day. Two, savor that positive event and log it into a journal or tell somebody about it. Three, start a daily gratitude journal. Four, List a personal strength each day and note how you used this strength recently. 5. Set an attainable goal each day and note your progress. 6. Report a relatively minor stressor each day. Then list ways in which the event can be positively reappraised. This process can lead to increased positive affect in the face of stress. 7. Understand that small acts of kindness can have a big impact on positive emotion, and practicing a small act of kindness each day can really help. And eight, practice mindfulness with a daily 10-minute breathing exercise, concentrating on the breath. That's it for this episode. Get your science news at our website, www.scientificamerican.com, where we're bringing you the latest news and insights about the coronavirus, COVID-19. And if you want to take a break from the immersion in the pandemic, which is probably a good idea, we have a lot of other fascinating material up on our website. And follow us on Twitter, where you get a tweet whenever a new item hits the website. Our Twitter name is at Siam. For Scientific American Science Talk, I'm Steve Mursky. Thanks for clicking on us.